Okay, folks, so good morning. Uh, this Today, we're going to be talking about autumn advantages. This is the five gold selling secrets of the most underrated season in Fife, or even in the country, that, for that matter, um, for selling your house. It's perfect. This is the golden opportunity right now to sell your house. Mm -hmm. I say that every time, don't I? <laughs> every time it's an opportunity if it's your circumstances. And everybody were going, how is autumn now the best season to sell your oh, house? it was summer. I thought it was spring. You said summer. <laughs> you said it was spring. You said it was winter. But I'll be honest, every single season has its has its huge pluses about why you should be selling your house. So most people will move for circumstances anyway. And and this is the time to sell your house then, if that's the case, because it's circumstances that will drive this forward, nothing else. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, I mean, autumn gets a bad rap, Perry, um, for selling your home. It isn't. It's always pushed back behind the blossom of spring, the sunshine of summer, and mm -hmm. the festive magic of winter. Mm -hmm. But autumn is what you might call the hidden gem of the seasons to sell. There's still plenty of activity for buyers. Uh, the leaves are turning into a bold, beautiful display of colours. Mm -hmm. You love this season, don't you? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I love this season. That's exactly why. And, and this, because we we talked about this before. I remember we were doing this last year, and we mm -hmm. talked about this before. And this is your kind of season because the bright, the autumn colours mm -hmm. are actually are actually your thing, aren't they? They are my thing. I just think it's such a wonderful time. We see so much change at this time of year, don't we? And your gardens, everything is transforming. Mm -hmm. So the, the, there's no stressful deadlines uh, like Christmas and school years to meet. Instead, uh, autumn can be the most relaxing season to start mm. and uh, to start and plan your move. Um, even with a, even with homes selling quickly, some are not quickly, you know, mm -hmm. because of the time of year and because of the economy and where it is right now at this point in time. But the average timescale for moving home remains around the four or five months, which mm -hmm. effectively gives you all the time and the space you need to plan your, uh, your spring move to perfection without feeling rushed or frazzled. Now, mm -hmm. if you're hoping to get in by Christmas, you're goosed. <laughs> it's probably it's, not, it can, it's it probably can happen, not but it's unlikely. It can happen, yeah, but it's it, unlikely. It can happen, but don't be surprised if it doesn't happen. And do you really want to put yourself under so much stress in order to do that? No. But you, if you want to move stress-free and take a lot more relaxed approach to it by the springtime, then you've kind of got to go now and start planning mm -hmm. now as well. And this is, you know, if you've been thinking about moving that in spring, then you don't you don't wait till the end of the year to put your house on the market. Um, this is definitely for you, this this blog that we're going to talk about the now. And and you could find your autumn buyer uh, with 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 surprising results, I would say. You know, yeah. we've put, we put a couple on right now and we've already got people through the door on social media at the 600,000 price point. Mm -hmm. So it's still there. I think it's a good opportunity to get a head start as well, isn't it, if you do it now? Definitely. What's the, you know, what's the thing, you know, catching buyers at the timely moment? What's, what's that all about? What, what, should we, what should we be looking for if we're, if, we're, if we're thinking about timing? I think if you're certainly looking to move at the start of next year in the spring months, then autumn's really when you should sow the seeds of your move. It's definitely yeah. when you should be looking to put things in motion. Um, and it's often unexpectedly as well. One of the things that we see a lot of as well at this time of the year, I think everybody's just had the school holidays, Jim, haven't they? So all the kids have yep. been at home, everybody's been in the house, and suddenly, actually, either you discover your house is too much or not enough. So mm. it's a good chance to move about that season. Um, 
seizing every opportunity is big for yourself and um, just getting outside in the summer months at the end of that you're enjoying your garden still as I said earlier on it's slightly changing but you know you're sitting in the picnics you're going to the parks you're sitting in the terraces of the pubs you're doing a lot of social things um but you can actually start to feel that nip changing in the air you know in the mornings yeah. it's a little bit cooler and that's the first sign for me you can definitely feel it can't you I actually seriously considered putting the heating on for an hour yesterday <laughs> Oh my was, lord! Honestly, there was just a, there was just a, there was just a chill mm. for just a momentary time, and I thought, well, I wonder if we should just put it on for an hour because we've got an hour. You just put it on, and it switches off automatically. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you know, I'm an accountant by trade, so it's like <laughs> keep these money, keep that money tight, and keep uh, that no. saving down, so it automatically changes and automatically switches off. But but mm. I think it would be too hot, so I just left it. Uh, but it, but it is that sort of time where we're now actually the temperatures dropping. The nights are getting darker. Mm -hmm. um, we can clearly see that. We're turning a corner now. And we're, Definitely. And we're on the downward, aren't we? We're on the downward to the Christmas season. Absolutely. And I think what you find as well, and certainly we, we do it, and I'm the same. You've mentioned about your heating. You know, I'm thinking about the log burner going on. And we definitely are now as well start to spend more time indoors. So yeah. I think as you spend more time indoors, you actually start to realise and pay more attention to the space that you have inside your home. Um, no, it wasn't as big as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No now anyway. No now that the the no now that the kids have actually grown a bit more and they've got more stuff. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, when you go to high school, you just acquire more stuff, don't you? Yeah. Um so high school it's blazers, it's you know, mm -hmm. uh, trousers, it's ties, it's all these different things. Wardrobe space gets a bit bigger, um, mm -hmm. all these things you need for school uh, mm -hmm. get a bit more, you need more mm -hmm. storage to do that. Um, so your family, your family begins to grow, and you begin to need more space, and that's what drives it forward, isn't it? It's circumstance rather than actually just yeah. for the sake of it. A hundred percent, and that's what you see. I mean, you actually do start to notice that you're feeling a bit squeezed, as you say, and you're talking about teenage years there, exams, etc. You know, where kids used to have all the toys, now they they need a working desk in their room, or you need a maybe home office that they're needing to use. So maybe your living area does feel a bit smaller now because you are indoors more um, and we've been used to the wide open spaces of being out in the summertime haven't we so children are playing back in the house that's when you really notice it and um, they're disturbing you you've not got your privacy so much there's the noise there's the mess <laughs> I can, they can go on <laughs> happy days my boys have grown up <laughs> oh, me too. I'm so happy about that. Um, but actually also maybe working from home feels different now as well because, you know, maybe your home office, you've been able to have your windows and doors open, now you can't and suddenly your home office yeah. is a little bit squeezed because you're not bringing that outside space inside. So again, you start to feel it as a, maybe a bit of a squish. Um, your different evenings are spelt differently as well, aren't they? You know, you're not out so much. Mm -hmm. You're out working all day, you're coming home, you tend to be staying in in the evenings. So I think that that actually just shows as well that, hang on, maybe we didn't have as much space as we thought we did. Yeah. But I think whatever the reasons for considering your move, I think that everything is personal, isn't it? And it's about planting the ideas. Um, and where does it all start? You know, how do you begin? I think that's the big key, isn't it? And what does everyone do at even the slightest thought of buying a new home? Some people maybe haven't bought and sold for a long, long time and their circumstances are changed. We often get that, Jim, don't we, where people phone and like, I've never really done this for a while. I'm not really sure what I need to be doing. So, you know, it's just that initial seed planted and then discussions have to take place with regards to how they're going to make it happen for them, don't they? I think most people, when you go out and see them now, they go, I never really, I never realised it was that complicated now. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you put it in a window and you put a board in the garden and hope for the best. 
And yeah. it's like that's all these days have gone completely, isn't it? Because we're living it, we live more or less live in a global village, and we have to embrace social media and the internet, and that's yeah. where your audiences are. They're engaging with that every single time on these platforms, you know, three hours a day on average on mobiles. Yeah. And everybody really carries mobiles now, the majority of people, and they're mm-hmm. looking on their mobiles all the time. So technology and mobile technology in order to embrace that, in order to have a digital strategy, in order to market your property to the right people and get the right price point is uh, is becoming increasingly um, um, almost a, a necessity now. Mm-hmm. It's vital because you've got a wider audience that you need to try and reach now. And, you know, the old way of doing it just doesn't work, Jim, does it? We often see that people coming from far afield to Edinburgh, Glasgow, people who maybe have holidayed here and because working life has changed so much, they don't necessarily need to be at the office every day. We're seeing, you know, people influxing who actually want to live here permanently. So there's very much different reasons why people move. Um, but I think actually sometimes you don't even know that idea is in your head. It's like you say, and we often do it ourselves. We do it because it fits our job. But, you know, I speak to people all the time that do it as well, where they're just scrolling through the portals and looking at property. And all of a sudden they're like, hang on, that's so much better than where I'm at at the moment. And that's ideal. And maybe didn't even realise that they were going to move. Time's a big thing for people as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, they want to get the right schools for their children, so they're sending their children to schools maybe a bit further afield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they then think maybe relocating is the best best bit to do because it mm-hmm. makes it easier and time's more important. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is exactly what you said, I can work anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. and I can work remotely, so why would I need to do it? I spoke to a consultant about that yesterday mm-hmm. when we were along at Creole. He said exactly the same thing. He says, we're mm-hmm. in St Andrews now, you know, but all our all my children's friends are actually in the East Nook. So mm-hmm. we have to go back and forward to, to the East Nook all the time um, on, on numerous trips. But in actual fact, it's easy for my daughter just to jump on the bus and Creole and get into St Andrews and get to school there. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes it easier for us for our time because our time's more valuable in terms of... It's the whole thing about the time's more valuable. To me, time's everything. Time's yeah. the most important commodity you'll ever have because you've never, you've never, you've never lay on your deathbed and actually thought to yourself, "I wish I had more money." No, it's always I wish I had time. Time. Yeah. So everything you can do possible to get the right house in the right location to minimise the 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 waste of time effectively and make it mm-hmm. more efficient is mm-hmm. is the be all and end all, and it should be for most people. It mm-hmm. should be everything about conserving your time so you can you can use it and and, and and your valuable time as much as possible and the things that are more important to you. Like, for example, just family life in general. Yeah, absolutely. Who wants to spend time commuting when you don't really need to? Absolutely. People can have that flexibility now, which is a great thing. And I think if you're on the portals like we do and you're, you're scrolling through, as I said earlier, sometimes actually... You, you can surprise yourself that that's actually where your move and thoughts begin in regards to actually maybe we do need to get a different house maybe yeah. we all move and autumn is usually the trigger isn't it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when it all starts for people definitely <laughs> definitely um, so we talked think... about, a bit about the relaxed experience I, mm-hmm. I just covered on that about the fact that you know people are becoming more and more aware of how they utilize their time and the relaxed mm-hmm. experience um many people are, are moving to a deadline and and these immovable dates cause so much stress associated with the buying and selling process and, and, and for a home. And so mm-hmm. trying to orchestrate a move for the start of the school year or to be in a home by Christmas are, are really hugely popular timeframes, aren't they? They are massively so. Um, and I think, as you say, we mentioned earlier on, you've got to the end of the summer holidays and it's that trigger point, isn't it? So kids maybe are not at nursery now, they're going to primary school, they're maybe not at primary, they're yeah. going to high school. It's that time of year where suddenly actually you do need to start thinking about making changes. 
Um, but it's, you know, it's a massive concentration of activity as well that increases at this time of the year. Number of sales tend to become more popular. We see an uprise at this point of the year, don't we? Because people are starting to make those moves, but actually it also inputs pressure on mortgage lenders. They're all busy at the moment. We all know the story that's there. So again, if you're needing a mortgage, you want to get ahead of the game from everyone else. We're talking about it being relaxed and not stressful. You don't yeah. want to be rushing last minute trying to do these things. And then, you know, your dream home is maybe at jeopardy because you've not got the ball rolling as quickly as you should have done. Resources are quite limited as well, aren't they? Because a lot of people mm -hmm. actually choose to go on holiday at this time of year. Mm -hmm. so therefore, you've got your solicitors, you've got conveyancers, you've got your mortgage brokers, you've even got us, your estate agents. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're all looking to fit our holidays in at some point in time. So you've got mm -hmm. restriction on resources. That's mm -hmm. why... You know, you don't just think about, oh, well, it's easy for me to do it. It's like you've got, you need everybody else to fit into that plan. Yeah. That, that's one of the keys. And that's why you probably have to plan ahead and and get the advice now and get in touch with someone now and speak to someone now. Because even if now is the right decision after the facts are relayed to you, then fantastic, you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. But if it's not the right decision, then all you, you need all you need to do is just hold off then and just wait for the right time to actually mm -hmm. move but now you've got the facts and you've got the information you can decide based on facts rather than actually the worst thing in the world is to wait for last minute isn't it but you don't know if you don't know if, if you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and you don't know it, that's going to be last minute you're going to get you're in for a shock i'll tell you because <laughs> it's like Fair last much. minute is extremely stressful isn't it i've seen them a dream house i've put an offer in my dream house right i need to get my house in the market and i need to get it sold within three days mm -hmm. what yeah, it's a big pressure point. Have you been watching the economic indicators? Have you been watching inflation? <laughs> have you been watching base rates going up? Have you been watching all these things? It's like, mm -hmm. that. have you been watching the buyer demand dropping as well? No, mm -hmm. you you need to plan about this a bit more carefully than yeah. actually just thinking, oh, everybody told me my house would sell easy. Are they going to buy it? No. Well, tell them to shut up then. I know. How often do we get that, though? Oh, my house will sell no bother. Well, hang on. <laughs> And you know this house. <laughs> my friends, my friends told me, all my friends told me my house will sell no bother. Any of your friends an estate agent? No. Well, what would they know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we hear it all the time, don't we? Yeah. But it's, it, you're absolutely right, though. It's about making sure that you do get the ball rolling. Um, you know, not just actually on your mortgage front, because, you know, that, that can take time. Um, and we've seen issues with people who've not completed on time because they've maybe not got their mortgage activated. Simple mm -hmm. things, even like letting your solicitor know that you're planning to sell or buy a house. That's a big step as well, because, again, they've got quite a lot of work. The conveying thing part and process can be quite time consuming. It's generally the longest bit of the process which is why we send an automatic email to the solicitor as soon as we sign someone up. Mm -hmm. Because I identified this when I first started in this agency, sitting down with every single conveyancer and solicitor and saying, you know, what do you need us to do to speed the process up mm -hmm. at your end? And they said, well, the last thing we, most most estate agents, it's, this is what they said, most estate agents, what they do is they put the property on the market, then they sell it, and then they come to us and mm -hmm. say, by the way, you've got to do the conveyancing. And like, have you told me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> have you told me that four weeks before that, mm -hmm. I could have got the titles ordered, I could have done the searches, yeah. I could have done the call report, I could mm -hmm. have had all that stuff done. And now you're telling me that they want to sell it in exchange within two weeks. Yeah. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. I, I do this as well. Not only do we send the email though, but even when I'm out at the home and I'm signing an agreement with someone who's looking for to utilize our services, and at the end of it, they'll say, right, what else do you need from me now? I says, the only other thing I need from you is get your solicitor on track, 
let them know you're selling your house because they can start that process. So again, it's just a prompter as well, isn't it? But that's yeah. that is the, the bit that takes the longest. Assuming you get your sale in the timely manner that you're looking for, that part can generally take the longest. Absolutely. So the so the mania is subsiding now because the school year is well underway and anybody needing to be in for Christmas already is, uh, more or less has already probably found their home, mm. their next home that they're going to anyway, which mm. leaves uh, refreshingly relaxed conditions to think about a move. Um, mm. In case you're wondering, the level of inquiries from buyers uh, is extremely high up to the 250 to £300,000 price point um, right now. Um, parents in particular are finding viewings far easier when they don't have the kids in tow. And mm. this year's um, unsatisfied demand for these properties, you know, the kind of the first time buyers and the yeah. the initial upgraders going from a, an apartment to, to a, a, a terraced home. You know, terraced yeah. homes probably most popular. I did a show during the week about that, how terraced homes are actually quite popular and the great price point. And it's the first step into actually having a house mm. and a home um, for that because you've got something of your own now. You've got yeah. walls either side and you've got your up and down stairs. Uh, you've got your front and back garden. And that's a great entry level for most people. And that's the type of properties that are actually selling. You know, the first time buyers are still there. There's a great flurry from them. And the the the, the resellers and the upgraders from that stage, from the, the apartments and the flats into the terraced homes. Terraced homes in the semi-detached are actually quite popular as well. But yeah. then it's the, it's the detached that are becoming a bit more difficult because they're higher mm -hmm. price points. The mortgage availability and the mortgage affordability is a lot more challenging. Therefore, the number of buyers has actually dropped in comparison to last year. Mm -hmm. And so... So if you're if you're there, we've got demand for up to that price point and they're ready and waiting buyers. But then saying that, Perry, you know, there's the pre-portal for the one in Crail at, at 550,000. And we've got two people through the door on social media and they're both in a position to proceed at that level. And they're about they've made making an offer that the seller can't refuse mm -hmm. at this point in time. Yeah. So there is a market still for that for the right mm -hmm. types of property. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, the market is there, but the, you're right with what you said earlier, though, Jim. There's a there is a clear definition and distinction between the two pots at the moment in the market. Yeah. You're kind of up to the 250, and then over the 250, we're definitely seeing buyer activity slower in the higher band, as you say, um, and it's taken that bit longer to to sell a property. So again, if you are looking to be moving at spring, that's why it's really important that you understand that and not wait till September, October, and go right. I'm going to be moving in January, February. The chances yeah. are that won't happen. So definitely you need to understand where that market positioning is. Yeah. So so this time of year you're probably selling I think you're maybe selling what well, be a bit less competition in comparison to what spring and summer was. I, I would imagine that. Would you know, would that be would that would that bear bear truth? Any truth in that? Yeah, we definitely see a bit of a switch in the market. If you've ever looked for a property on, on in the portals as, as we've done, um during the peak selling seasons. It tends to be that there is much more choice, but actually there's much more buyers out there as well. So buyer demand is higher. So yeah. we certainly see a bit of a shift in that. You know, seasons like spring and early summer, you're always busy. Um, you remember that yourself, Jim. I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was still pretty manic. We still had that kind of post-COVID activities coming, mm -hmm. haven't we? Yeah. Um, but over the last kind of couple of weeks or so, there is definitely seems to be a bit of a trim in there in regards to the buyers. And there's a definitely, again, not only is it the price point that's a distinction, but I would say under 250 is kind of your seller market. And then above it, it's probably your buyer market, isn't it? Yeah, I did an analysis uh, just a couple of nights ago, actually. Woke up at three o'clock in the morning and did an analysis. As you do. 
And I thought, oh, I'm going to do an analysis while I'm up. Um, and I did analysis. It's amazing how lack of the, the supply of stock it's on right now. So for me, potentially, this is probably one of the best seasons to sell, especially mm -hmm. when there's a lack of stock. I mean, there's mm -hmm. loads of properties already sold on the mm -hmm. website. But when you drill it down to what's available, there's not that much in comparison to what there was during the spring and the summer. So mm -hmm. I definitely think this is you're selling with less competition, as you said. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, so many lessons you've got to get through. It can be easy to miss the perfect home for for no other reason than just the sheer volume of the entries sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there's a there, there's a task of actually getting around to seeing everything um, in that process, and which can feel like an impossible mission with so mm -hmm. much available. It makes... I suppose it, it makes sound marketing sense mm -hmm. to list your home for sale when the competition is smaller. I often actually say to most people that sometimes winter is the best time to sell. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks yeah. surprised and I'm like, it is sometimes. And we're mm -hmm. coming into that sort of period when you come into yeah. the autumn period. That's when it starts to that's when it starts to peter down. I almost think it's more a cyclical thing and it's and it's embedded in our culture. But in actual fact, it's like, why? I mean, why do people want to sell so many times in spring and summer? And everybody gives this reason for, oh, the blooms are out and the flowers are out and everything looks great in the garden. It's like, but people don't move because they see their blooms in your garden. Mm -hmm. What they do is they move for their circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's all. Absolutely. But it's it's a perception thing, isn't it, for the person that's selling the property, isn't it? Because they're in love with it. They're connected to it. Um, yeah. they've, they've seen it in all the seasons and all the different ways that it looks so in their mind it looks the best so they assume that everyone else is going to have the same thought process but actually like you say Jim it doesn't work no. like that no and it makes sound marketing sense then to list your home for sale when the competition is smaller and the chances mm -hmm. of being noticed are actually greater as a result mm -hmm. um, you'll find it much easier to stand out and shine when you're not competing with the crowd mm -hmm. and the buyers often uh, the buyers offer faster when there are fewer reasons to stop them from making a decision because if there's less choice, they've like, right, because the buyers are, are, are driven by need as well. It's mm -hmm. driven by circumstances. They're not just like, I just fancy buying a home today. <laughs> no, there, there's, there has to be some sort of fundamental reason behind that. And that reason is often new babies coming along. Mm -hmm. Or, unfortunately, we're splitting up. So I have mm -hmm. to find somewhere else. Or we can't manage the stairs anymore. We're having to downsize. So... Mm -hmm. These are the things that, or we're getting married, so we need a house together. These are all the things that drive people forward, you mm -hmm. know, for that reason. So mm -hmm. it's circumstances that drive that market. So most sellers will wait until the new year to put their home in the market. So now is your chance to get the hog of the autumn limelight. Because mm -hmm. most people now are saying, oh, I'll probably just wait till next year. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no, don't. Next year is a completely different market. Next yeah. year might be completely different in terms of economic terms. You mm -hmm. have got certainty right now. And if you've got certainty and your circumstances are, are, are exactly what they are and you know what the outcome can be, mm -hmm. you go now. Mm -hmm. You don't throw caution to the wind and wait till next year and think, well, I'll just wait till next year. Mm -hmm. How different could it be? There's folk out there talking about a crash. Yeah, look how much it's changed even this year so far. There's a doom and, there's a doom and gloom mongers in the media and everything like that going, there's going to be a crash in the next six months. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, do you know, think now's the time to go then if that's the case. Absolutely, 100%. And we, I'm, I'm actually hearing that quite frequently just now. Oh, I'm going to wait till spring. I'm going to wait till spring. 
And I'm like, that's not the right thing to do. Because actually, when you talk about buyers making decisions as well and having less time, the buyers actually are starting to feel a little bit of pressure too, because as you say, Jim, there's not a lot for them to choose from. So actually when they see that home, they tend to be moving quite quickly now. It's like you said about the one in Crail, when they see it, they're just going for it because they think, even if it's not 100% what I want, if it fits it for 95, I can make allowances for the other five. So it's about having flexibility when there isn't that much on the market as well. So we are seeing that people are jumping and choosing something that possibly they've had to make some kind of flexibilities in their life to fit. It's a golden opportunity, though, really, to just, as I said, hog that limelight and get your sale agreed and, and, and get mm -hmm. your move underway in time. Mm -hmm. And you could often be in by Christmas if that's the mm -hmm. case, because there's less, there's more resources, but there's there's there, there's more resources out there to accommodate you. But there's less people actually uh, selling and concluding their missives and yeah. actually ready to move. Mm -hmm. um, th this is probably you know, this is what this is probably where you are with us you know you can i you see it's coming eh? it's like we're going to talk about nature's golden blessing aren't we you know oh, this I... is this for me i've got to admit perry the the golden season and when you see the colors of the leaves mm -hmm. and just how that it's 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 almost you get these moments where you see a you see something a view just mm -hmm. in a picture and you just think wow that yeah. looks amazing just with the colours of the leaves when they change mm. from the green to these browns and oranges mm. and mm. the rustic reds. And it's like, it's just like, it's so emotive. Mm. And then the birds are out and they're chirping and you've got the, you've just got a slightly drizzle, but the sun's breaking through the cloud. Mm. And it's like, boom, just like, wow. Beautiful, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I think because of that as well, sometimes I know people talk about, oh, but my garden looks best in spring, but actually the gardens can look great this time of year as well, because you can see more of the garden. And that's what I think is really important. You know, when it's all over in the summer and really lush and green, the gardens suddenly kind of come in a bit, don't they? Because they are so bushed out. But when the trees are kind of falling and you're seeing the niceness of that, I think actually can make your garden appear much larger as well. So there's a positive for that as well. But yeah, clouds in the sky as well. That instead mm. of just having this plain blue sky, you actually see clouds. And mm. I and for me, I think blue and the clouds, blue and white is actually a really nice emotive background mm. shot. Um yeah. so as well, as you don't get that glare from the sun all the time, which could actually mm. put the light balance out in a picture because mm -hmm. everything else goes dark because the sun's impeding on it. So the sun sometimes just hides behind the clouds. So it, it, it just it's just perfect. It mm -hmm. just, it, your house looks exactly, it looks very, very idyllic most of the time because of that. Do you know something? That's a really valuable point that you make. And actually the property that we just listed at Brayhead is exactly that. So when you're in the kitchen and you see that big window, actually it almost looks like a painting because you can see the blue and the white clouds and it, it just is spectacular. It's like, it's, like somebody's, it's like somebody's put three pictures up there the same. It really eh? does, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I, I get that, yeah. That's how, yeah. that's where I thought As soon as you walk in and you walk in that, that yeah. sitting room and you see the three individual square mm -hmm. panes, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's genuinely like you've bought this out of shop. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's the first picture, the second picture, the third, and this is the panoramic yeah. view that you've got. And it's like, is that really? Oh, that is the view. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know it's just stunning. So you're right with what you say there, but I think it's it's more welcoming for people as well. It's inviting. Um, you want to step inside from the chill air as well, from being outside. I don't think it gets any better than that. Actually, I love that. If I'm out in the, you're going out with the dog and you're in the park and you're walking and then you're coming home and it's, you've got as you say the golden leaves, you've got the crisp blue skies, but then you come into the house and you feel that kind of warmth, and you've got all your kind of wintery smells as well, not just your colours. 
you know, your candles and all the kind of nice scents that you've got going on in the house, and then you're coming in and you're putting your fire on. It's just such a nice time of the year, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's the year's most colour-coordinated season, isn't it? Mm, mm. It's, it's, the, it's the palettes, as I said, of the red and oranges and yellows and greens mm. that can be a photographer and videographer's dream. Uh, and to produce some of the most incredible and, and uh, memorable photographs and videos of mm -hmm. your home overall. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love it. I, I, I love that whole thing. I, I, I just, I think autumn for me is probably the one of the, the best season. I think mm -hmm. autumn is, yeah, I think autumn's the best season. And and there's there's times where you actually get the temperature is just right as well. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not too cold. It's not too hot. Yeah. It's just, it's just warm. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, in it, autumn is a great time for festivals. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, just sitting, um, just sitting contemplating the world. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to great music in the background. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if you're in an area like Fife, that's where, that's where that is. Because you've got, you've got festivals all over the place. You've got Loch Orr there, the now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Loch Orr's just, the festival Rock Orr is actually on. That's That's gone. That's a, that's a sellout it's at 4,000 tickets. That's brilliant. And then you've got Five Face, and you've got Silverburn, mm -hmm. and you've got, mm -hmm. you know, you've got all the different things mm -hmm. that are going on in this area. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, you've got more or less everything at your doorstep, and you've got, you know, let's mention the Five Coastal Park. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, Five Properties and the Five Coastal Path go hand in hand for some reason. It's because everything they're selling is near the five coastal path. <laughs> well, it kind of is, isn't it? And it is beautiful. Um, Billy and I did that the other week there. We we got the train to Aberdour and we walked back from Aberdour to the Kirkcaldy side of it. Because normally I always go East Nook Way, so I thought we'd try a different yeah. bit. Oh, it was absolutely stunning. The little be beaches and coves that you come across that I didn't even know existed is just gorgeous. But you're right, it does very much look different when the, when the, the golden colours are there and the browns are there. Um, and whether it's the view from your front garden, whether it's the view from the street to your house, yeah. um, from the house across the garden, um, autumn just makes it look so much nicer. And as you said, the videos look great. Um, one of the videos I did the other day, I actually bumped into the seller um, and he said, Perry, he says, oh my goodness, he says, the new house, we move next week. Can I believe how good the video was? She did such a great job. He said, I actually was watching it. I thought, I would buy that. Why am I moving? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, often that's what happens. You get yeah. a lot of a lot of the customers that I'm dealing with. That once you've done the video on the walkthrough and talk talk to them about all about the area, mm -hmm. they, they eventually say, "God, I, you know, I I feel like buying." I usually jokingly say, "I'll sell you." <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's their house, and it's like I'll sell you then. And, and, and genuinely, that's how they feel about it. Once mm -hmm. once we're finished with what we're doing. They mm. actually feel that they would they would buy it themselves if that mm. was what they actually needed at this point in time, and for me that's exactly that's exactly on point because that mm. that's that's the job you're meant to do, and and if you yeah. can convince your seller that they would buy it again even though they want to move because clearly if they want to move you think well they don't want to be in that house anymore, mm -hmm. well most people do want to be in their house now they don't really want to move but they move for their circumstances yeah absolutely and that's what it is so it's 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 a real endorsement. When you've done all your marketing material and put it together for the, the photograph descriptions, the video walkthroughs and the, and the drone footage sometimes, the mm -hmm. digital location markers on it as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, when someone comes back to you as a seller and says, God, I would buy that myself. It's yeah, like absolutely. Job. And but what, you, what you've done is you've created magic, haven't you? You've created a special kind of magic that actually is really eye-catching, um, but it's hard for them buyers to resist it. So that's that's yeah. what we want to create for our client. And this time of year, when you've got all those lights and colours, I think that captures it 
just a wee bit more, I think. Which is probably why video walkthrough and talking pictures, like, for example, us talking up a property and telling mm -hmm. everybody what it is and where it is and why they would mm -hmm. want to buy it. It's mm -hmm. not about the features, it's about the benefits mm -hmm. that most people will go for a property. People buy on benefits, they don't buy on features. Features are just like, well, it's got three bedrooms and it's got two yeah. reception rooms and it's mm -hmm. got an up and downstairs toilet and bathroom. It's like, that's your feature. But yeah. what's the benefit out of that? Well, I can get out of my bedroom the night. I'd rather mm -hmm. nurse the to-do all the way downstairs to the toilet. Mm -hmm. I've got the toilet upstairs. That's the benefit. Mm -hmm. Rather than actually for the kids to go to school, you know, the school's just around the corner. Yeah, it's lifestyle, isn't it? Benefit. That's mm -hmm. the benefit. Mm -hmm. The benefit is what people buy for. The benefit, listen, the benefit is what people pay more money for. Yes. They don't pay more money for the features. They pay more money for the benefits. Mm -hmm. So this is why talk up so important. And it is the difference. I talk to people a lot of times. Most people say to me, I say to them, you know, what's your favourite TV programme? And they go, okay, um, Emmerdale, EastEnders, you know, Coronation Street. I mean, could you imagine, this is the difference between a traditional estate agency and what we're doing now, the television format. Could you imagine watching Coronation Street? But instead, I'm not going to let you watch it. I'm going to give you the photographs to look at. And I'm going to give you the script to read. Now do you think you would actually watch Coronation Street if you were just reading the script and looking at the photographs? Most people actually say no. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how traditional estate agency is done. Mm -hmm. Photographs yeah. and description. Mm -hmm. So why would you know? Why would you know? Take the opportunity to use television format. Why would you know? Take the opportunity to have a professional presenter. It's done over four thousand videos already. Mm -hmm. and knows exactly what they're doing and it can rattle right off their tongue. And we're that, not talking about me here. <laughs> that's what you pay for, isn't it? Yeah, you absolutely. The experience and expertise for that person in order to get the other person who is your buyer on the line mm -hmm. and reel them in. Mm -hmm. That's what that's all about. Mm -hmm. That's what that's all about. And the worst thing in the world you could get is a video walkthrough with music on it. Yeah, because it it's exactly anything. the same as the photographs. Yeah, tells you nothing. It's like this this cut, like the video walkthrough. Wait, oh, look, there's the kitchen. Oh, look, there's the living room. Oh, look. And and uh, do I like that music? There's another one that puts a lot of people mm -hmm. off. Do I like that music? And often the music in the background could put some of your buyers off because mm -hmm. they just don't like that type of music. What's the music that people can't, don't dislike completely? Green sleeves. It used to play in the background when you phoned someone and they put mm -hmm. you on hold. You got that horrible music, and that, and, and you know, and that's the type of thing it could do to your buyer if you're mm -hmm. using a, a video, but you're actually just putting a music overlay, and you've not got somebody talking about it. So this is why I don't use music, and this is why I do talk-ups for that very reason, mm -hmm. because it engages more people in the conversation, but it's a one-to-one, -one, just like I'm talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. It's emotive, isn't it? I'm not mm -hmm. talking to you, Perry. I'm no. talking to the person watching this right now. I'm mm -hmm. talking to you. Yes, you. You're listening. <laughs> You're watching. That's what video is all about. That's mm -hmm. what a video walkthrough is about. Because I'm going to tell you where the dishwasher is. I'm going to tell you where the, the all the facilities are in the property. I'm going to tell you why it's an upstairs and downstairs bathroom. I'm going to tell you the potential to extend or the potential for the garden as well. I'm going to tell you what's in the area, what's the best primary schools, what's the best secondary schools. I'm going to tell you all these different things. 
And that's what you want to know. Because mm -hmm. you already know it's a three bedroom and two reception. Yeah. You've already know you already know the size of the rooms. What you want to know is, can my suite fit in that room? Can my bed fit in that room? That's what video walkthroughs all about. Because mm -hmm. I often walk into a room and say, that is a king size bed. Mm -hmm. This shows you the perspective of this room in terms of what you could fit in here. That's why video is so important. Mm -hmm. It's not just that it's important, but I think it's when you do it as well. And I think it's really vital that you capture the house at the right time as well. So get your videos and your photos done in your house when it looks its best and in the best light that you can get. You know, when the sun's catching the leaves yeah. for that fiery, radiant glow, you want to get that. You don't want to be doing it when it's raining or cloudy or... There's often a few times I've felt I'm not coming to do your video of the day. <laughs> it's yeah. like I've looked outside. There's no way I'm doing a video in that weather. Mm -hmm. It's like there's. I want to sell this house. I don't want people to see dark clouds. I don't want people to see pouring and rain. I don't want people to see, you know, all these different things. Mm -hmm. I want people to see the house at its best because that's what it's going to be most of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's true, that happens a lot. I had that situation and it's difficult, isn't it? Because then once you've got your client, because, you know, we tend to partner with them for life if we can, but once they're on board with us, then they kind of take our approach as well and then they're full steam ahead. And I had that situation two weeks ago with one of the properties that we've just sold and it was pouring the rain and the garden in this property was fabulous and big windows so i thought it's going to it needs yeah. sunlight and i called them and i said I, i'm not going to come and do the video today oh but i really wanted you to do it i'm all set we're all good and i'm like nah this is pouring the rain it's not going to look great i want to get out and show that garden off the rain's Next going day. to be all over the window yeah never going to see it. look at look at that garden from the window it's like mm -hmm. well you kind of look at the garden because it's distorted with the rain exactly but i went the next day did the video full sunshine and the client actually messaged me afterwards and they were saying, I'm so happy that you changed your plans and did the video today because it looks amazing. Yeah, And exactly. it's about capturing it at its best. Absolutely. But there's also techniques that you can use on your phone as well to actually highlight, you know, that you could you could make it look more because you know yourself when you've got when you've got when you're videoing and you're actually walking through. There's there's rooms that are, look a bit in the, the camera they could look a bit darker or in a photograph could look a bit darker than what the naked eye can see. So there's obviously ways in order to use the right uh, white balance in order to get the room to the right um, the right brightness of which mm -hmm. is actually the naked eye um, rather than actually making it look like a dingy room. Um, yeah. So there's another option there as well we can do mm -hmm. and that's that's why people that's why people employ professional videographers to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, professional videographers could cost you an arm and a leg, but we've got this down to our science, mm -hmm. um, where it's actually very, very cost effective to do that. I don't think a lot of people realise and understand that. They look at what we do, mm -hmm. and I think they go away with the impression that it's going to cost a fortune mm -hmm. to get us to do what we do. But they don't realise we're extremely comparable with existing price points of their other estate agents. They don't realise that. I often say to people, when you take away all the stuff we do over and above what everybody else does, we are going to end up being probably less in terms of what we charge than everyone else. We know the additional stuff required, though, is a necessity in order to push that price point at the end, which has means thousands more at the end, rather than actually trying to save a few hundred at the beginning. Yeah. And remember, you're only paying it when you actually get it sold. And that's the price you accept. So if, you're, if it's the price you're getting, 
that's when you're actually doing it. So if you're getting a price that you've like, wow, that's a that's a huge price of what we get. That's thousands more than I expect. Yeah, okay. So you're paying us another couple of hundred more. Mm-hmm. Job done. And we, yeah. and we're not getting that. We're, we're not getting anything until we get the mm-hmm. price you're what you're after. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. Let's talk about getting ahead of the New Year sellers then, because this is quite important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If there's anything we could rely safe, we could safely rely on in the property market, and and in, in the in the five area, is the constant seesawing between the feast and famine. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, doesn't it? One yeah. minute there's more homes available than you could ever view. The next, a bit like now, uh, there's hardly anything around, mm-hmm. and, and then seeing the lack of homes uh, to buy. Could deter you from putting your own home up for sale in the case you can't find somewhere to go. Oh, that old favourite. It's like, it's like, oh, here we go again. It's like I wish you could just, and we do. But the point is, this is this is this is probably embedded in mostly every other video I've done about I I, I can't put my house on the market till I find somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, clearly because of what's happened in the last 15 years in the property market since the credit crunch there's there's been a change in culture and the change in the way we do things but chain building used to be a big big thing where mm-hmm. people you know put their house in the market they went to buy another house uh, they went okay we'll make a deal based on my house getting sold we would then look at their house that they were selling we would say to our seller yep we could sell their house we'll get the right figure for it we've got a market for it as well and then our seller would have the confidence to say yes we can accept your offer and then we would put their house on the market that would then get that get that and then somebody else would come along and do exactly the same thing with them and they would say okay we've seen their house now we think you know we definitely think we could sell this so we've got a deal so we get that house sold. so we've got that house sold we've got this house sold and then we've got the next house to go and then the next house is usually typically it's a cash buyer or it's or it's somebody a first-time buyer who has mm-hmm. nothing to sell and then that's when we get them set up. So then we've built the chain all the way through because mm-hmm. we've seen every single house and we can tell each seller, we know exactly where everybody is. And and that we used to be prevalent before the credit crunch. Mm-hmm. That was what happened all the time. I yeah. remember yeah. doing that when I was younger as well. When mm-hmm. I was buying and selling houses, that's how things were done. Yeah, We're having to move back to a market like that because of the current situation where we are with base rates rising and interest rates rising as well so you have to be able to have that expertise and knowledge in order mm-hmm. and that experience essentially to be able to chain build mm-hmm. and it's something is distinctly lacking in most estate agents today because mm-hmm. they're all new to the market they've mm-hmm. all appeared within the last five or six years they have mm-hmm. no idea and no experience and no expertise in chain building they don't understand how to do that and mm-hmm. what that is overall so they're still relying and hoping for the best and putting a property on a website and mm-hmm. actually just thinking, well, if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, we'll just reduce your price. Mm-hmm. That's a familiar story, isn't it? It's a very familiar story, and we hear that a lot just now. But actually, we also hear a lot from people who do say that, that they don't want to be putting theirs on the market till they find something. And they have to have, they have to have the confidence to take that leap, especially in today's market as well, Jim, because certainly what we're seeing is then, I'm that person. I've decided I'm not going to put my house on the market, Jim, until I find something. I go out and I find something, but there's three other people who've also found it. So the seller yeah. of that house is turning around and saying, well, actually, I'm not even going to entertain you because you're not even anywhere ready. You're not even on the market. <laughs> not even on the market, so I'm not interested in doing bother coming to see my house. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's 
it's the let me try and explain this in a in a a, a orderly fashion. Okay, so if you're a seller out there, you ideally want somebody. Your primary buyer would probably be somebody that's in a cash position. So they're, they've got cash in the bank, they're ready to go, they've got nothing to sell. That's your number one buyer. That's what you want. They'll agree yeah. to any entry date you want because you can go and find your for your, for your perfect property and you could take all the time in the world to your heart's content. That's what you want as a seller, your number one buyer. The next one out of that is a seller. Your number two buyer is somebody that's just sold their house, they're waiting to conclude or they've maybe got concluded missives They've got the mortgage offer in principle. They're ready to go. That's your number two buyer. Your number three buyer is somebody that's just gone on the market. They've got the mortgage in principle. They're ready. They're more or less, and they're probably more likely. They've got lots of viewers. They're probably they're probably going to get an offer. Your your fourth number four buyer, which is the bottom, is somebody who's not even got their house in the market yet. They can't buy before the sale. Okay, so. As a seller, if your number one buyer is a cash buyer, why do you think as you as a buyer then no putting your house in the market when you're saying you're even telling yourself you're number four mm -hmm. to someone mm -hmm. else? Mm -hmm. So you want to be number one. You want number one for you, but you're quite happy to be number four for someone else. Do you mm -hmm. think that's? Do you think they're going to accept that? That's why you get your house in the market and you manage the sale. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that'll make sense to a lot of people out there. It's like the want, the want. Their, it's the old thing about my dad used to say, "Look, you can't have your cake and eat it." <laughs> I did say at one point, "Well, why not? There's my cake and I eat it." I got a clout for that. Was that the same as the money doesn't grow on trees comment? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that's the same kid I was. It's like why, why, why am I not allowed to do that? Money does grow on trees because money's. Money's made from paper and paper's made from trees. It's like pulp. It's like, oh. I know, I, 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 my dad didn't see the didn't see the funny side of that. I was quite I was quite standoffish when I was young. And it's like, has that ever changed? Mm, no comment. <laughs> it's never changed, has it? Uh, but but the key is here, the, you as a seller want a number one buyer. But but as a seller, uh, you don't want to be a number one buyer. You want to be a number four buyer. And it's mm -hmm. like the other the person that's good. You, you've just said it. If you come along and you've got three other people and you've still got your house to sell, and these three other people are way ahead of you, it's like you're not getting that house. You're not getting. You're not even getting through the door. You're not getting entertained. You're yeah. probably not even getting a viewing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I've had that. I've had that situation. And. I think it's really important for people to understand that you know one minute there's, there's loads of homes available but actually like now it, the next minute there's not that much and yeah. so you've got a whole handful of people all going for that same house and that's why that explanation you've just given jim is really important for people to understand where they fit in that slot and actually are they being realistic as a seller if they've not even started the process but this thing comes back to saying you'll never be in a position where you and your family will be homeless it's impossible for that to happen because you're the person that decides whether you accept an offer from someone else or not. And if someone else says to you, I'm 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 wanting to buy your house and this is the price I want to pay, and you go, Yeah, that's the right price for me. But then mm. they say I want in I want in, in four weeks. You just say no. Then you say no, absolutely. Because because the reality is, if you're not on the market because you don't want to get in that position, then you're just you're saying no anyway. But you're better to be on the market 
because someone might come along and say to you, okay, I'm prepared to pay that price. And I'm actually prepared to wait as well. But if mm-hmm. you know in the market, you'll never find that person. Absolutely. And actually, you know, get a little bit political here, but I was at a client on Friday night and we often say to people, you know, we all see the headlines, understand the facts, dig, you know, educate yourself on whatever your yeah. situation is. Don't look at the headlines. But actually sometimes as well, not just headlines, but then motivation for others into why they want to list your house. So this client I was at on Friday night was said to me, oh, I've had a really bad experience. I've just had someone out and they've told me that if I'm going to sell my house, I need to be prepared to sell my house and be out of it in six weeks. And if I've not found some in six weeks, I'm going to need to go to rented. And Perry, I just don't want to do that. And I said, well, you don't have to do that because your buyer has to fit with you. But this was the message they were getting from another agent was, no, no, if you're going to sell, you you need to be aware that you're going to need to be out in six weeks. I think it's a matter to, this is just me personally. I know, well, I know, I, I'm no thinking, I'm, I, I just know. It's personally a matter of the restriction in stock mm-hmm. and the fact that a lot of them are volume led. They mm-hmm. need the turnover in properties to get the fees to keep their business going. Yeah. That's that's more than likely what they, what they do. Because they're they're wanting the they're wanting the they're wanting the fee as quick as possible mm-hmm. to just just to be able to pay their bills their VAT bill their tax bill their staff mm-hmm. bills their their website bills their you know photographer bills uh, everything they need everything to be paid mm-hmm. and they need that money desperately mm-hmm. and and personally for me in the very beginning since the very beginning I've never ever been in that position because of the, the good financial situation I've always made sure our company's in it would never be would never be held to ransom to that ever mm-hmm. ever and that's what I basically described so I described obviously what that person should do and how we would manage that chain and how actually if that person just what you said Jim if someone comes along they say I want your house here's the money this is what I'm happy to pay and um, but I want to be in in four weeks I said you just say well sorry you're not the buyer for me and wait till the next one comes along because there will be a next one but we can, but that's when you get buyers like that, you can always, it's, it's, they're often, they're often closed minded. They don't understand the bigger picture about how it can work for them yeah. and how if they waited, it mm-hmm. could be easier for them because mm-hmm. they're, because again, they're led by possibly their estate agent has actually told them the story about how they have to be out of their house yeah. and how it's to be different for them. But when mm-hmm. you often find out their circumstances as the buyer and they say, I've got to be in, in four weeks, and you go, Well, you probe that a bit and you say to them, well, why do you need to be in the four weeks? Oh, because mm-hmm. the next people are buying my house in four weeks. It's mm-hmm. like that's when they've got to be. But but do you know what their position is and if they can actually wait? Oh, I never really asked that. I was just mm-hmm. told by my stage and my solicitor I had to be out in four weeks and that was the mm-hmm. entry date where they need to. Well, go back to them and ask them, you know, is there a bit of flexibility in your entry date? Mm-hmm. And on most occasions, they'll go back and the other person says, well, I'm all right because... You know, I'm in rented accommodation, so I can move any time I want. I just wanted yeah. to be in there early, just a bit things sorted a bit quicker. But I'm uh, happy to wait. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so if you're happy to wait, then you can get your dream home. You can buy this one then. Mm-hmm. Job done. It's really logical thinking, isn't it? But you know, you can use the market to better your advantage. Absolutely, you can. But not all people get that advice and guidance, and I think that's the issue, isn't it? It's because it's emotionally led. Mm-hmm. It's not down to logic and fact. And, mm-hmm. and actually exploring other opportunities and actually mm-hmm. seeing a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. It's just like this narrow blinker view about we need your house sold as quick as possible because we need the fee. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I could count on my I could count on one hand, you know, in the Fife area, out of all the state agents of Fife, how many estate agents actually don't need the fee? Mm-hmm. And they could they could happily wait. 
mm-hmm. most of them needed to keep their business going because mm-hmm. of the restriction in the supply line now because mm-hmm. it's it's not the price of the property that's important to them it's the number of transactions they're actually selling to get fees mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent. but most people who are thinking about selling though um if they're wanting to move in the new year they generally start talking to estate agents around about october november don't they yeah, i think that's too late then. that's too late yeah you'll be moving in summer <laughs> But then again, you're putting yourself under pressure by saying, I want to move in the new year. It's like mm-hmm. they're talking to people in October and November. It's like you're too late. Mm-hmm. If you talk to an estate agent in November, they're putting their Christmas party hats on for December. Don't uh, don't think for one minute they're doing anything other than that. They're mm-hmm. planning their Christmas nights out. They're winding it down for the Christmas period. And they're off on their holidays. And you're mm-hmm. not getting dealt with at all. For and a whole like, fortnight. They'll tell you straight away, you're better to wait till next year to put your house on. Every single time. <laughs> Why would that be, Jim? Because <laughs> they don't want to list your house at Christmas because they want to get on their holidays. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and for me personally, I mean, you know, you could, you could say, oh, people deserve their holidays because they work all the time and everything like that. It's like, it's just not in my nature. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Christmas season and I love holiday seasons because it, it allows me to prove points about about this this misnomer and the, these stories that you're told about houses don't sell at particular points in the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt Wind was sold for a record amount in one bedroom ex local authority flat and Kurt Wind and Crail was sold for 210,000. Downstairs was sold by another estate agent a month before for 165. It was exactly the same property. But I sold that house or that flat on New Year's Day last year. Mm-hmm. 1st of January, deal done over the line, record price for a one bedroom flat of that mm-hmm. type in the East Nuke area. Mm-hmm. That's what I love proving. I, I, I mean, this to me is just like, I love to prove a point. If mm-hmm. somebody tells me it can't be done, let's see how we can do it. <laughs> That's always our daily challenge, isn't it? Of course. How can we make it happen? <laughs> it can't be done. Of course it can. And there'll be a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So okay. definitely, as you said, if you want in by if you want in by uh, the start of the new year, you need to start doing something now. Having, having a buyer already in place, you'll put yourself in full position to secure one of those, those, those ones that actually hit the market. Mm-hmm. for the season you know you could actually be in that position where you could be the number one buyer you could be the person's number one buyer you could be their first choice mm-hmm. rather than actually having to go to a closing date potentially because it's your dream home and it could be everybody else's dream home because it's the perfect home you're looking for or rather having to bid against someday you could be the num- the numero uno because the other person could still have their house to sell and it yeah. could be a few thousand in between but if you're talking about the price of three hundred thousand for a property and you're a cash buyer and you're a, you've got it in the bank or you're in rent accommodation and you could accommodate their needs straight away, the, the seller you're getting as the buyer. And then another person comes along and says, well, our house is still to conclude missives, but mm-hmm. we've given you another couple of thousand more. And it's like, no, no, I'll just take the dead cert. Yeah. I'll take the dead cert. Let's get the missives concluded now. Because 100%. the other person is no concluded on missives, the solicitor will not allow them to conclude their missives. They won't do it on their behalf. Because they know they're not in a position to proceed. So they, yeah. they'll refuse to do it. So unless you're cast iron, your solicitor will not will not agree for anything that's untoward. They'll mm-hmm. walk away from it or they'll refuse to do it. 
Definitely. But I think as well, getting yourself ready and getting yourself in that position. And it's just what we said earlier there, Jim, the vast majority of buyers will wait for you to find your new home if you're yeah. open with them from the beginning. And that's one of the things that I speak to our sellers about often is you don't need to be concerned about that because everyone that is coming to see your house will be made aware that you have still to find something and that they've got to work yeah. to your timeline. And as long as you're clear and upfront with everyone, actually, it tends to go quite seamlessly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the whole thing. You know, somebody inquires and it says, look, I'm looking to buy this house, you know, um, and the first thing we say is, when are you looking to move then? Let's get some information about you. And, oh, I'm looking to move within the next four weeks. Well, why are you looking to move within the next four weeks? Why is that deadline there? And then that's exploring that. And it's and if it's like I'm, you're definitely cast iron, you've got to move in four weeks, then it's like, this is not the property for you then. No, because the, you. The, I could tell you straight away, don't waste your time viewing. There's no point because the seller's not going to sell in four weeks. Mm -hmm. They've got no intention of doing four weeks. So Absolutely. there's no point in you wasting your time in viewing the property. Oh, Absolutely. most people will actually turn around. They'll be a bit aggravated in the beginning, but they'll go, oh, thanks very much for that, actually, because, you know, I could better use my time mm -hmm. on, on doing something else or going to look at another property. It saved me a lot of hassle, mm -hmm. um, especially it saved the seller a lot of hassle. Could you imagine a seller when the buyer turns up and then they say, oh, I'm really looking to move in four weeks? And then the seller goes, well, we were not looking for somebody in that. I can't mm -hmm. do four weeks. They'll have a meltdown. Right. And then they come back to the stage and go, what are you doing sending somebody around that's wanting to move in four weeks? I've just tidied all my house. I've just put everybody out and taken the dog for a walk and all the rest of it. And you've sent somebody that can't even buy my house. Mm -hmm. How annoyed and how annoying would that be? Very frustrating. These are the things you've got to take into account when you're actually yeah. buying a property. And that's why that's why it's a skilled estate agent that will understand that and you understand mm -hmm. your needs because they've got the experience and expertise to do that. Yeah, you definitely need to be upfront. And actually, by being upfront as well, those that are looking just now usually won't be rushing against the clock anyway and be quite flexible with you. And this is yeah. something as well, because there is a lack of stock, what you also find is that property is probably a dream home for someone. So they've maybe waited a very long time for a house to come up in that particular street. So actually, if they have to wait three months more to get it, they'll be quite happy to do that. Yeah. Because it's their dream home and they've been waiting for that house. So it's about just having that honest conversation to begin with, isn't it? And it's like you say, it's the, the reasonings and the upfrontness or not being upfront um, behind what the agent's doing as to why they do or don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's wrap this up then. Final words from you, Perry. Oh, Autumn's destiny is probably to remain underrated. I think that's my thing. The gardens look great. Your house will still shine. Don't get caught up in the moment of worrying about not now, what if tomorrow. You know, if your circumstances are telling you today to do it, actually, I know this is about autumn, but it doesn't really matter what the season is. Today, you need to move, so just do it. Yeah. Uh, my final words on this is probably you don't know what you don't know. And that's mm -hmm. why a skilled estate agent knows the answer to what you need to know. Um, and when you get these answers, that's when you can make a decision based on fact rather than actually just what your opinions and the opinions of everybody else mm -hmm. are not skilled the stage and say to you. Mm -hmm. That's probably the key word and key message I would say of this as well. You mm -hmm. don't know what you don't know. That's why you get people like us in the door. Yeah. Perfect. So thanks very much for coming on the show this morning, Perry. Thank you. And, Thank you. Uh, and if anybody else wants any information, please feel free to message us. Just message us privately on this post on or, or you can you can make something in the comments and we'll get back in touch with you. Or you can just contact us in the usual channels, you know, info mm -hmm. at fiveproperties.co.uk or contact us in any of our numbers. Easy one would be 01334 654 Yeah. Okay, until next time, guys. It's bye-bye from us. Bye, take care.